is is it that you're jealous that Cole Cabana is 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 doing so well in the New Japan Cup this year? Good as he fucking is. Is he? I haven't been. I haven't noticed. I haven't really he, been paying attention to that. He's, you know? he's he's like he's like two wins away from from being in in the finals of the New Japan Cup. He's three wins away. He's three wins away from headlining Madison Square Garden. Well, you know, when, when you're an established name in the business like I am for so long, it's just like it's hard to keep up with what? what's happening with Colt Cabana and other wait, people. Wait, Scotty, how many years? Oh, so many. It's, it's too <laughs> many to count at this point. I'm in, the, I'm in some legal battles right now with my <laughs> former best friend, so... Oh, yeah, by the way, my did you hear from my lawyer again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, six... By the way, by the way he's a prick. <laughs> So welcome to Fight Boys, your weekly show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty, the absolute mad lad more. That's my new nickname. I'm working on it. That's my new nickname. Mm-hmm. You, it- did, you did all right. Yeah, I'm that- Blake A. Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Blake. Next week we de- next week we debut his alternate persona, Blake B. Tanner, and then we use the rest of the alphabet in subsequent weeks after that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I might be stuck on uh, Blake B. Tanner because then I could get to be the BBT. The BBT. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were just gonna steal off Johnny B. Baz gimmick from WCW. That's why you needed it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and also, what's that dulcet tone coming from a good microphone? It's amazing. Who is that? <laughs> you you keep it up. It's going to be the f- person going to drive to your house and break their foot off in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the man that I didn't tell how that microphone worked. It's the Dylan. Uh, yeah. Hmm. On the one hand, I was like, man, it was really nice of of Scotty to like you know give me give me his, his hand me down equipment, and then like. As I was not able to use, I was like, right, right. But then he did the Scotty thing. So it's kind of like I paid asshole friend tax on this. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, you should have known that it was going to be a bit. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I thought the bit was going to be that it was going to break off because it only has one of the... Uh, one of the knobs. Yeah, only one of the knobs on it. I thought that was the bit. Yeah. I thought it was just going to wait for me to knock it over and like we were going to have that little thing, but you know. Well, the bit was going to be that uh, he shoved it up his butt, but... Well, no, no. Uh, I see. The bit was going to be we were going to promote Dylan having like this amazing retirement match and it was going to be really exciting, and then at the last moment we were going to say he was facing Baron Corbin in his retirement match. <laughs> that was the bit. <laughs> oh, so this is what we're starting out with. We're going to fight tonight. <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> Listen. I will believe that this is Kurt Angle's retirement match when the bell for WrestleMania for the match at WrestleMania starts. Until then, we have, I believe, three three Raws? Several weeks. Several Raws? Several Mm -hmm. Raws before WrestleMania. I'm sorry, I take that back. We have we have a whole two Raws. Uh is there a logical way to do the switcheroo, though? Because the only thing I've seen that would be good is someone online pointed out like he has the match with Baron. It's like a five minute match he makes him tap out to the ankle lock then john cena walks out and goes i'm taking you out and then beats uh, him. N- and then well no. kurt angle then has to ask with what john how are you gonna take me out <laughs> and then john says ruthless aggression um see my my personal thing that i want to happen is that raw opens uh baron corin's making a speech up on uh you know up there on the stage, and then he just gets Machka kicked, and then and then Rusev gives a very pro-Russian, pro-Bulgaria speech, <laughs> demanding um, to retire the American legend Kurt Angle. Uh, but like something else like that will probably happen. Where if, if we if we actually believe it's going to be John Cena, which at this point I really don't think it will be, but him just coming out and being like, "You don't deserve it." And then AAing Baron Corbin would be in line with that time that he took Baron Corbin's money in the bank opportunity. It was just like, yeah. what, this? You fucking bitch? Yeah, just- and then just like, like, scooted it like up the entrance <laughs> ramp and then go chase after it, you mark. He dangled it in front of Baron Corbin and then tossed it over his head. John Cena. Have you ever noticed John Cena is responsible for like 95% of all effed F- up 
cash in yeah, money in the bank. Like, yeah. He failed to do it. He messed up Corbin's. He messed up uh, Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow's. That's three fourths of them. Yeah. Well, not only that, Edge. He kind of took the spot from Edge because Edge was involved with like every cash in for probably like the first six Money in the right, Bank right. matches. Right. But he was responsible for all the success and like all the yeah. o- ultimate opportunists. And now it's just like the ultimate cock block, John mm-hmm. Cena. John Cena walks out on stage with a gun, shoots Baron Corbin, <laughs> and says, this is my match right. now. I, yep. will, I will say, I think it's happening. And at the end of the match, he gets arrested. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. The best part would be if uh, Baron Corbin, because a lot of people are wondering why uh, why I'm in this match. <laughs> They're asking what kind of magic I use. It's not magic, it's illusions. And then he does a, then the <laughs> doves come out. <laughs> He just, it's illusion. And then he pulls off a Scooby-Doo style mask and it's John Cena underneath. (laughs) No, no, no. I just like the thing where all of a sudden he actually does magic tricks. He's (laughs) Phantasmo. You remember Phantasmo from the, yeah. Yeah. See, my only reason why I'm thinking it's probably definitely going to be Baron is because after the match, Kurt was just like, he's the one who's pissed me off in the ring the most. And he, I would... I'd be happy to retire if I t- retired tapping him out. Also, he's kind of a great wrestler, and I think people are discounting him. And I'm like, oh, I see what it is. Because even I... Kurt's wife posted something just like, all you people chanting, we want Cena. I agree. And then yeah. uh, I think Kurt forced her to take that down. <laughs> so, to be fair, did Kurt or did management? Yeah, corporate management was like, listen, we're retiring you with somebody you don't want to wrestle. Because, like, Sean got a pick who retired him. Yep. Flair got a pick who retired him. Everybody else that retired in the ring got to pick their opponent. Taker, actually, Taker probably didn't pick Roman Reigns. Uh, well, I could see Taker being fine with Roman Reigns, though. To be fair, yeah, but that's because that's because Taker is, like, the greatest, like, man on top ever. Like, even Kennedy was like, yeah, everybody, he'd be like, come on, guys. Weather's fine up here. Let's make some money. Everybody else is just like, you get the fuck off my my lawn, you new kid. Also, Roman didn't retire Taker. (laughs) I mean, I guess he should have. Yeah, he he did. No, that was the last real match. We're not counting anything after that. Mark Mm -hmm. Calloway wrestled those matches. (laughs) The Undertaker's dead. Yeah, it was the it was the American badass. Oh man, I I can't tell you how much money I would have paid. To, to like watch Raw Live if they had advertised the return of Big Evil at Wrestle at the WrestleMania after the oh, one where I saw yeah. that. I would have just been like, take it, just take all of them. Nine ninety five. Fuck take eighteen. <laughs> like, like take nineteen ninety eight. I'll buy two months. I'll mm-hmm. buy two months straight out to watch him ride out on a motorcycle and last ride somebody. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Doesn't Everybody. Matter. Everybody. <laughs> the whole roster. Have them line up like Antonio and Noki, chopping them in the face until they all get <laughs> last rides. Let's <laughs> do this. Just ha- do that gauntlet match. Yeah. Just do it every member of the of the roster, and they just do nothing but last rides, and that's WrestleMania. <laughs> that's the whole WrestleMania. That's what we call it, WrestleMania, the last ride, and then we just end the WrestleManias on that note because it's never going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Oh no, me and my dad used to talk about like what would your ideal WrestleMania like your ideal last match for Undertaker be, and. Back when I was young and stupid, I thought, have everyone he's ever beat come back and he has to beat them in a 20-man gauntlet match. And then I was like, fairly sure most of them are dead. And <laughs> Quite I, a few. And I definitely don't want to see Giant Gonzalez come back if he's still <laughs> alive. And my dad has held this. We may have talked to this on the show before. My dad has held this over my head ever since that WrestleMania where Roman won. Is He was just like, my idea, son? is he wins a uh, championship unification match, lays down both belts in an X in the middle of the ring, takes off his hat, leaves it in the middle of the ring, and leaves. And then, in the middle of the emotional-ass Undertaker retirement thing, takes off the hat, leaves it in the middle of the fucking ring, and I just went, Fuck you, Dad! (laughs) No! Oh, bud? Bud? Everybody was calling that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except for me, because I wouldn't let my dad have the satisfaction of it. Oh, yeah. let's see. Hold on. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, can we talk about... So, um, a lot of people are really hyping up this this wrestle this WrestleMania because, you know, okay, there's that match, which still, like... That match isn't going to be good, not because Baron Corbin 
isn't good, but because as you can tell, like I even just watch clips of it, but Kurt Angle is clearly like he's it's this like Undertaker levels of like okay he can do a few moves, but like he yeah it's it's over like mm-hmm. yeah. we're gonna put you in the tra- we're gonna put you. We're gonna put you down in Orlando, and you're gonna train the next generation. And he doesn't have uh, put you like out the, to pasture. And he doesn't yeah. have the ambiance of Taker. Like Taker, at least half of him is watching the entrance and how cool it is. You can fair, only you suck so many times. I take exception to that. I was at the WrestleMania where he was inducted into the Hall of Fame with you. Do you know how you remember how loud I chanted "You suck"? I crossed that off a bucket list. You suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> So we got that. We now have... you suck. Uh, is Oscar even on the card? Not yet, but a lot of people are calling Oscar versus Sonya versus Mandy in a triple threat. Wow, I love how I love how the SmackDown Women's title is left. To, we're three weeks from WrestleMania. We couldn't get this bitch a car, uh, on the card. Uh, we don't also have the tag ma- the the women's tags. We have neither of the men's tags tag championships. Well, no, no, I think we do. Ta- like the penciled in version that's definitely going to get changed but right now it's supposed to be Divas of Doom versus uh, Boss and Hug Connection but I think that's going to ingrain I'll take that yeah, no 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 I'll take that well that's going to no don't, no don't put Tamina and Nia Jax well, in that match not only them also no. the Iconics <laughs> don't god well Damn it. I really need to so like I really need to have a soundbite I can put in of so you've listened to the salt and pepper diner john mulaney bit right oh yeah yeah yes yeah the bit where the the dad like loses his shit like yeah after after the yeah i just need that that i just put in every time wwe does some shit like that and just be like and an insert clip there for me thank you scotty i get that file okay so we have that we have that bullshit Um, we'll get you a we'll get you a shark jock soundboard just to like have your own (laughs) dylan board it's only got three it's only got three buttons that's all i need yeah yeah uh I mean, well, I, it's gonna probably have a few dozen buttons, but it's gonna be one of those three sounds you wanted. A yeah, lot yeah, of them. Yeah. A lot of them are just going to be sound clips of Excalibur saying bullshit. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have that. We have neither of the men's tag matches at all. Of course, we don't. Uh, the IC title. Who no, the fuck knows? Yeah. The U.S. title. Who the fuck knows? We still haven't gotten the Andre. I'm un- still. I'm still very much wanting. Joe versus Cena. I know it won't happen, but I want Joe versus Cena. I want Joe versus Nakamura. Oh, that'd be good, too. I would like that. I'm just sitting here baffled just with us talking about how little has been done for everything but, like, three titles? Correct. So, there's the U.S. title. Basically, the three underdog stories have all been worked on since WrestleMania, with the exception of Kofi Kingston, who literally just, like... Just dick slapped corporate and was just like, I'm in the match now, and then like ran off with the rest of New Day while Biggie threw pancakes at people. <laughs> well, uh, I mean the Miz, the Miz Shane match has been hyped more than some titles. Yes, it oh, has. Yeah, because it's Shane McMahon. He's the best in the world. Yeah, and then Miz is apparently a good baby face, which I didn't realize. Um, his promo from tonight on SmackDown, the 319 2019 episode. It was good. It was so good. I, that's the kind of promos that I love to see. So and like, a, it's so hard to pull those off genuinely. Yeah, it's it's a so the Miz has been doing this for so long. So um, the the way I heard like some things was back when Abyss like first became Abyss. He talked about how uh, Dutch Mantel was talked to about it, and he's just like, I don't I don't know how to be a I don't know how to be a baby face. And Dutch was like, So you know all the shit that happens when you're a heel that you want the baby face to do, do that. And he was like, and it was real simple after that because I'd been stupid. And I feel like the, that's how the Miz approaches baby face promos. He's just like, what are all the things I wish the people would say whenever I'm in rivalry with them? And that's what he unleashed tonight. It's just like, he's done this so many times. He's been on the other side yep. watching his opponents struggle that he's just like, just say these words. That'll get the, just say these words. And he was just like, I have these words now. And he just <laughs> threw them at the crowd. Mm-hmm. My words. My words. I think he is one of, he's easily like to me, one of, if not the best, like talkers on the mic. Yeah. Oh, Miz has always been fantastic. I will say, mm-hmm. if I had to pick a favorite on the mic right now, Joe. Joe no, just, always. Joe gets- just brings just Joe just brings such 
such savagery to it. Joe will, Joe will come in and Joe will disrespect like your cancer ridden child to your face, not break eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy! How you doing, Wendy? And he screams your wife's name. Yeah. And he's so um, fucking cool. Yeah. I would say, I mean, yeah, Joe's got probably the most just furious intensity. Yeah. But like, it's very hard for me to find someone who is eloquent on the mic. They can speak all of their points. And you can tell, like, when they talk themselves almost into a corner with certain phrases when they're able to pull themselves back and turn it around into something that actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's something The Miz excels at. Mm-hmm. Like, you see it in his uh, SmackDown promo from this week. Like, there were times where I, I was listening to him talk. And he would say a phrase or something. I'm like, how are you going to end this one? Oh, no, you ended it. Yeah. Damn. Um, well, moving on to the next thing I'd like to talk about. Blake? The Mrs. Okay. Dad. The Mrs. Dad is what I want to talk about now. <laughs> now, um, there's another... You, well, now that I've been on Up, Up, Down, Down, <laughs> I've reached my newest, uh, my newest goal in wrestling. And I think I need to bring Blake with me. Because there is a channel called Wrestling with Whiskey, hosted by Aiden English. Oh my boy, I'm so happy. It's just Aiden English, this awkward Kermit the Frog motherfucker, sitting down and being like, Well, I've, um, I had this whiskey sent to me, and it's so painfully awkward. Because it's just him, you can tell he has his iPhone set up in front of him, and he's just like, Okay, guys, um... Tastes pretty good. Anyways, bye. If if Cole Cabana can record his podcasts with an iPhone, then yeah. To be fair, I've I saw what Cole Cabana uses for his recordings, and it's a hundred and seventy five dollar plugin for his iPhone. (laughs) So, well, I would guess so because there's nothing that's it's extremely enhanced iPhone. (laughs) Does it with a fucking iPhone? It's got to be the best microphone in the goddamn world. (laughs) Yeah. I should know. I've had iPhones for 10 years now. It's got to be the best microphone because what you're working with on the other end ain't that great. Yeah. Hey. Hey, buddy. Hey. 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 So as I was saying, the WrestleMania card's been released. Remember three or two years ago when we overhyped the shit out of it because we were getting AJ versus Nakamura and all of that? Yeah. 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 Getting a vague sense of deja vu. Except it's not vague, it's almost exactly the same. Oh, don't do that to oh, me. Oh, no, about... Oh, you ready? you ready for Lesnar-Rollins to disappoint? Oh, it's gonna be there. You ready for McIntyre versus frickin' uh, Roman Reigns to to disappoint because the big dog is just going to do the big dog like eight times and everybody's going to be like, oh, that's right. He he was slightly insufferable when they booked him like this. You ready? You ready? It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got the like, the whisper into the Yeti down. That's amazing. You, <laughs> you ready for, you ready for Charlotte Flair to beat Becky Lynch? No, no, please. WWE, Clean. don't. Middle of the ring. Natural, natural selection. Yeah. On top of... She's going to do it on top of Ronda, so that way she gets both of them at once. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Double great. pin. Double pin. Yeah, that's right. No, 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 no. Becky's about to win. Then Travis Brown comes in and throws her out of the ring. And then Charlotte comes from behind. Natural selection on Travis Brown and then pins Ronda. <laughs> Are you ready for... Um... The B-plus player, Kofi Kingston, to not make it on the stage but like only, he didn't but, tonight. But only after uh, Daniel Bryan gives the Triple H uh, Booker T, T uh, promo about how you people like you don't get to be WWE <laughs> champion. Yep. And, of course, after, <laughs> after Triple H helps Daniel Bryan win the championship, oh, yeah. retain... 100%. Oh god. I feel like we we could have a a sideshow where we just book the worst outcome of each match of WrestleMania. Mm, we haven't had enough pitbull performances, so Yeah, <laughs> five more pitbulls. I need 
I need I'm, one every two matches. I've been yep. to so many WrestleManias specific. Oh, wait, by the way, WrestleMania 26 is going to be in Tampa, so who's ready for fucking Flo Rida to come back again? Wait, WrestleMania 26? Yeah, dude. Are we going back in time? Yeah, man. I don't remember that one. I think that was that was one of the Dark Age ones, right? That 36? was in Arizona. The main event was uh, the that the main event for twenty six was Taker versus Sean, I believe. Oh, Sean two. No, that was Taker versus Sean two. That one was still really good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. That, yeah. that was Phoenix, Arizona, I believe. Yeah, that was good. Okay, never mind. No, we're we're fine. We're fine. I don't know which one I'm thinking. Don't of. test my ass. Um, twenty twenty seven. I'm thinking of twenty seven. The one where uh, Taker like bullshit choked. Yeah. After getting his ass handed to him. And yeah. I feel bad mm-hmm. because that was Atlanta. <laughs> We're our bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I just, Look, you you may live close enough to Atlanta to own that, but I do not. I just love that I've been to so many WrestleManias at this point that I can say that I've seen an entire Flo Rida concert. So when people are just like, hey, have <sighs> you ever seen, who have you seen live? I'm like, well, Flo Rida numerous times. <laughs> it's my boy. <laughs> It's actually going to be amazing once they um, start getting Flo Rida for non-Florida WrestleManias. Yeah, he's the he's the new mascot of WWE. It's just Flo Rida. Well, it's Flo Rida, Pitbull, and like whoever else performs at their live sh- shit. Kid Rock. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of WrestleMania, AJ Styles doesn't have an opponent. Yeah, he does. Uh, Oh, that's right. He's facing Randy. Yeah, it's him versus yeah, Randy. Right. Even if it has, I'm pretty sure it has been announced. But even if it hasn't, it's fucking Randy at this yeah, point. Yeah, it is. I do love, like. I'm um, fucking Randy. I, I do love Tom Phillips. After they were, ta- I, I can't remember if it was Kofi or the Seth match, but he was like, "That needs to main event WrestleMania." And I just kind of sat back, like, "Hey, Tom, fuck off. We all know what needs to main event WrestleMania, and it's not that." Tom, Tom. No, I I really Tom. want. I, so 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 here's the thing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm torn because on the one hand, I know that Seth Brock will main event WrestleMania because Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah. But on the other hand, uh, the women's triple threat should because that's the only time that's ever going to be viable. Yeah. Uh, and but then on the other other hand, Kofi Kingston uh, being the the first black WWE champion since The Rock, which was like. Whatever wrestle, whatever freaking Royal Rumble that was, uh, is also very significant. So yeah, My let me ba- put it to you this way: in the last decade, we've had as many. Um, I'm going to use this in Indian champions as we've had black champions. Yeah, and there's a far greater number of one one of those races than the other in the in the WWE. <laughs> Yep. The only thing that makes me really sad about the fact that they've set up three underdog matches is I'm just sitting here like, one of them has to lose. You can't. Wrong. It's WrestleMania. Yeah, because you're right there. WrestleMania. And you know what? I've actually, yeah, I got it coming in right now through the wire. Yeah, I'm hearing through the horn. They're actually going to end the show after each one of those matches. <laughs> No, no, no. It's going to yep. be a War Games style three. What was the one that had uh, three rings? Because War Games is oh, two. Oh, World War Three. Yeah, it's World War Three, except one Dude, ring. don't do that to anyone. No. Don't don't you dare no. do that to anyone. Have you ever seen that match? Like, no, no, even no. just the OSW review version it, where you're just like, holy shit. It's not, the, it's not the match. It's just you've got three rings set up like that. And one of the rings is Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda, and one of the rings is Kofi and Daniel, and in one, it's Seth and Brock, and you just get to pick your favorite match to main event. Okay, we're... Yeah. Or, we pull a re- or they pull a WrestleMania 2, and in Chicago, we've got Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Ronda. In New York, we've got Seth yeah. and Brock, and then in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, we've got Kofi and Daniel. <laughs> You don't even joke about that shit, because A, I would be so fucking into that. B, the crowd would be so awful. It would. For a WrestleMania main event. It would like be. Lafayette, Louisiana levels. Of awful. <laughs> it would not be as bad as Lafayette, damn it. We had a SmackDown this year, and we were not as bad yeah. as Lafayette. Can I? That's like that's like saying you're the second fattest kid at Fat Camp. <laughs> we... <laughs> 
third, third thank you. I think we solidly beat Corpus Christi. Yeah. Um, Corpus Christi hasn't even had a show. Now you're beating your imaginary friend. <laughs> no, we're just beating the one that didn't come back to fat camp because they got too fat. Jesus I'm Christ, sorry. Blake. So, so I'd like to I'd like to end this segment talking about the fact that my favorite crossover of all time happened this week. It's two of my favorite shows crossed over because I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but apparently Lana was just walking around the streets of New York City in a leotard. I did see this. Fuck me. She was just walking around in like a long fur coat in a leotard doing a photo shoot in fucking I mean, traffic. I'm I, no 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 I'm okay with the first half of this. Yeah. Yes, I mean until you added in traffic I was about I, and I remember what you were talking about I was going to be like and <laughs> mm-hmm. I I will also say was this she, wait, I, I was about to follow up with and were there hay bales? <laughs> <laughs> Not seeing Where any problems were the here. Hay bales. Um actually the cars were the hay bales this time. Oh, th- listen, I'll still I'll still watch her climb that. I yep. will. Um now, I will say this was New York traffic, yep. which is... Well, if I may, let's say Brooklyn traffic, because let's cut to one of those people's no. in that car who was Stephanie Beatrice of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, my bisexual queen Rosa fucking Diaz, who, I don't know if it was on her Instagram story or what, just took a video of Lana with the caption like, I just want to get to work. I don't want to be stuck in traffic for your stupid photo shoot. And it gave me so much life. I was so happy. I was just like, this is my favorite crossover of all time. Raw X Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I would fair, watch Andy Sandberg host Raw. You have no idea. Oh, no, get Terry get Terry in there. Terry loves wrestling. No, I want Terry in the ring, damn it. Have Terry stand next to Titus O'Neil and they both do the chant at the same time. People be like, which one's which? <laughs> yeah. Someone's standing oh, damn there with it, Dylan. Someone's there with a gun. He's like, I don't know which one to kill. Which one's the real Terry Crews? No no no. And then you and then you get Titus over by having him uh having him do Terry Cruz's character from Idiocracy. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yes, dude. That'd be amazing. <laughs> President President Camacho? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Come on, it'd be great. But you know what else would be great? Um you know, it, if we just kept this segment going for the whole hour, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say a nice bowl of sugar crisps. That delicious sugar, taste. Sugar Crisp. What's Sugar Crisp? I don't, sugar I don't Crisp was the old crisp. version of our sponsor, Golden Crisp. It's got the craveability that you need. Golden Crisp, it's good. Yeah, solid save, but good job, good job. <laughs> oh, man. No, this the, is why we don't have real sponsors. Well, the worst was last week when I believe I told the story that... Um, a box of Golden Crisp set off my girlfriend's morning sickness. <laughs> golden Crisp. Get it. Anyway, no, that was two weeks was ago. Was it two weeks? Okay. Um, yeah, it was. Well, uh, also, also uh, in addition to picking up some Golden Crisp, why not donate to our Patreon? Patreon.com slash a load of BS. You get shouted on the show of your choice every single week like that fuckhead Gazi. Um, which I believe I watched his stream last night and Dylan did lose his title, but he punched a lot of people in the dick. Um, so make sure to donate and give us that cash. But now guys, Gazi, who Captain Tibbs has pointed out is not in the chat tonight. Oh no, Gazi's not with us. Well, it's also by his absence. It's also his (laughs) birthday. So let's all on three, give a big happy birthday to Gazi. Three, two, one. Fuck, Fuck you, Gazi! <laughs> I'm so proud of us. We mind melted. <laughs> but for right now, let's go to the Twitterverse to talk about another boy, because it's time for Twenty Neg Teen. Because it's dust watch. Oh, good. This great. is Hold my. On, I have I... this. I swear to God, I have okay. this one. Promise you. Promise you. Oh, great. Can I go on my union appointed break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. go uh, ahead. Cool. <laughs> Wait, we have a union? Yes. I do. It's a one-man union. <laughs> All right, what you, Fair what you got, Dylan? Uh, at sexy Chuck E.T. Uh, uh, heard you have a match with with uh, at Matt Stryker at Joey Ryan's penis party. Is this a penis party? I think it yeah. is. Uh, c- c- 
Congra- congratulations! Now, may, now you can be outshone by two former WWE wrestlers. <laughs> Does Matt Stryker have a Twitter? I'm trying to find him. Yeah, he, he should. He's fucking does commentary for AAA still. Also, we didn't talk about the Young Bucks flying all the way to Mexico just to fuck with the crowd. No, not just to <laughs> fuck with the crowd. To beat the Lucha Brothers for the titles they just won. Yeah, because because you know the uh, now the Young Bucks literally have held every tag team. Tra- no, oh. they didn't win. So there's only two major ones like that are defended in multiple countries that they haven't won yet, or that are won by people in multiple countries, which is odd because they worked for New Japan for years, but they never won the CMLL ones, and then they never won the Rev Pro British ones. Granted, the Rev Pro British ones are held by fucking Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki, and that team should literally just be called Go Fuck Yourself. <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> That's all right. We're going to challenge for the title. Who holds those titles again? Uh, Zach and uh, and Suzuki. Oh. oh, like that's a that's a match you get given as a punishment. That's a championship punishment match. Yeah, we should see how long they've held those titles because it's coming up on a year now. <laughs> okay, <sighs> so I do want to say we have an opportunity. I think to become legends. Because the JWF has prepped us, and especially me and you, Blake, with developmentally unstable, have prepped us for something that has been given to us by all elite wrestling. And, shh, it's the librarian. I don't know why. It's the weirdest branding move AEW has ever fucking done. No, this is not this is not a shush book book boy boy girl librarian. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Well, let me finish up what it is. It's basically you get to make a sixty second promo explaining why you should be the librarian and send it in, and you may just become the librarian. Yeah, it's a video. Yeah. It's so, video. Blake, what's your uh, what's your librarian? Uh, you ever see the show Warehouse Thirteen? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, uh, where they protected all these cool secret artifacts. Well, um, or if you've seen the SCP wiki, if you're an internet person. The thing is, before those, either of those, there was this thing called The Librarian, which is a series of made-for-TV movies, where Noah Weil protects sacred old artifacts as The Librarian. It was also a TV show. It was a TV show. It was that was later on where they brought it back and kind of did a reboot of it. Okay. Um. So he's gonna have like the first librarian movie was in two thousand four. It was called The Quest for the Spear, where of course he looks for the um, spear that pierces the side of Christ. That guy, that one, yeah, yeah. And of course, that's going to be his finisher. The Spear of Christ? Yes, the Spear that pierced the side of Christ. I, I like it being that long. And it's the Spear. The, it's just a Spear is all it is. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, you do realize it's just a 60-second video, right? Like, you, you, Blake, you can't run at some guy <laughs> while screaming, this is the Spear that pierced Christ, and then spear him, and that's the end of the video. I don't fucking see why not. <laughs> I no, I don't know why, but I also love the concept that instead of like your arms by your side, you're windmilling them <laughs> like, back and forth, looking like a train. It's, it's for added traction. <laughs> oh, that's Stop good. Uh, so, okay. So by the way, I look I looked it up, and uh, fucking Suzuki gun the longest reigning holders of those belts uh, since they <laughs> since they came to it. And I really have no idea if they'll ever not hold those belts. I've also God never damn. seen Minoru Suzuki actually hold that title. He doesn't bring it anywhere like they normally do, which is hilarious. Yeah. I like to think that Minoru Suzuki is just like, what the fuck is this? Is this what? He just comes back, they hand it to him on his way to the ring, and he's just like, what is, what? Mm-hmm. what? And he just like drops it off on the side. Okay, uh, hold on. I want to I, I bring my librarian pitch back. No, because like, later on in the librarian's life cycle, the third librarian movie, which was the last made-for-TV movie, is called The Curse of Judas's Chalice. Boom. And that's when he, the librarian that's... comes in. He teams up with Judas, daddy-uncle-kid Jericho. Let's... Now, can I just say, my 
my actual genuine pitch I came up with for my librarian was very much in favor of Jericho because Jericho's written like four novel or four books at this point. I guess he would also really like Mick Foley. And one of my favorite lines I wrote for the promo was just like, if anybody would like to be educated about the world of professional wrestling, you can, of course, check out any of Chris Jericho's books. Or, let's be honest, you're AEW fans, so how about Cody's new children's book? I'm sure that'll work. So At the, this point, I, of course, you could probably just read the side of Cody's cigars. Yeah. I mean, at this point, Librarian has to be a heel character for it to work, right? I mean, not necessarily. So, uh, do, do, do I get to participate in this? Besides, yeah, Yes, Dale, I was going to throw it to you now. Yes. yes. Fantastic. So, um, the, the real way that you do this is you go full late 80s the whole way, and the Librarian, you just have one of you sitting at a desk wearing sunglasses indoors with like a bookshelf behind you and uh and sleeveless like muscle shirt even though you have no muscles and then somebody comes up and asks about the book and you just shush them and then they try to ask you something about it and then you fucking pick them up and body slam them and point to the sign that says no talking in the library <laughs> i hold on what did you hear that i do, i just heard jim cornette screaming and i don't know if he was i don't know if he was climaxing or having an aneurysm. <laughs> exactly. He's either very good or very bad in old Corny's eyes. <laughs> but even then, I feel like that would be a heel. Is there a way to make the ba- a babyface librarian? Because Dylan, that's still a heel. That guy would come out and get booed. Right, right, right. I'm not saying there isn't. There, There is a way to do it, uh, but it has to be a female character. There's no male version of the librarian that's not a heel. I don't know. The guy, like, if you're doing this promo, like, you could have the librarian helping some kids, and then this obnoxious, like, douchebag who's smoking, like, a cigarette or something just pops in, blows smoke in the kids' faces, and then gets absolutely destroyed? That's your baby face. So you're proposing a promo video that, in its filming, we would have to blow cigarette smoke in the face of a child. Ah, it already down. no matter what. Already down. If you want 80s, that's 80s. It's just, you know, 80s. Some guy walking down the street doing cocaine blows his meth smoke in a child's face, and then the librarian beats him up. Uh, Scotty, my Happens reference point for the 80s. Day. Yeah, my <laughs> reference point... <laughs> For the 80s is the movie Tango and Cash, so yes. Yes! Um, That's exactly what happens. I just, I'm really interested in the baby, but I will go back to my pitch for it. And my pitch for it was very much a character who hated the fact that like wrestling fans have gotten so loud with chants and whatnot. So he would begin with like, shh. It's a sound of silence. Oh god! Something, Do you know what that would what would happen? Hold on, start that again. Shh. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. No. I. This character is made to get wooded. <laughs> what? But yeah. What? Shh. What? Shh. What? I would stand in that ring for five hours to do that. <laughs> um. But yeah, he would basically be like you're disrespecting the business even the japanese crowds that used to be silent in respect and reverence for this sport now are loud and obnoxious thanks to the elite thanks to the bullet club like he would just go off on all of them and yeah that'd get that'd get real over with the aew crowd actually oh yeah yeah. just be like hey fuck you guys you like the elite the elite suck dick it's like oh no I mean, you got to get attention somehow, and this character cannot be a baby face. <laughs> what if he was, uh, what if he was Sylvester Sloan? Wait, hold on. Are you still going off of Tango and Cash? Yes, I <laughs> I made the Tango and Cash joke, and now that's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> so, so Blake's version of the librarian is fucking Tango and Cash, and that's it. <laughs> So wait, wait, wait. They're New they York ask- cops that became librarians. <laughs> they didn't ask for a. Uh, they didn't ask for an actual promo. They just said, "Tell us why you should be the librarian." You need to send in a video that's just you going like, "Okay, mm-hmm. hear me out." Tango and Cash, but they're librarians, and then cut the video, and that's it. Can we? Can we make? Sylvester Stallone younger so he can play this part. 
Well, Blake, with, I just saw Captain Marvel, and they made Sam Jackson look like he just stepped right off of the set of Jurassic Park. So I feel like anything's possible. He just has better hair. Yeah. <laughs> Not no, the reference I thought you were going to go with, but I accept it. Are you talking about the Clark Gregg that looks very, very unsettling as a young Agent Coulson? Because that's also a thing. No, that's true. I Look, I come from the generation where Tron Legacy was... Our first, like, dip into making actors look younger. Oh, don't let's not talk about Tron Legacy because this is still a wrestling podcast, I believe. Um, is it? Is <laughs> it? <laughs> is it though? We spent the last thirty minutes talking about the librarian, who is a maybe a wrestling character, but okay. What's good about librarians? Is there anything good about librarians? Uh, helpful cultivation of knowledge and like. Free resources. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. if we're making this a baby face, he walks down to the ring flinging books at people. Okay, let's... <laughs> no paperback. Or, or, so or, we could have this, or we could have this backstage thing where uh, where people are asking questions, but instead of like coming up and being a know-it-all using Google, they just provide like very relevant book material, like self-help books, or like, here, here's this fiction, not this biography about this thing you were just talking about or like here if you tried the latest novel from so so and so uh like they're talking about their favorite like and he's just like bringing a reading like just promoting reading yeah and uh so it's just a series of like backstage segments like that and then um somebody like like says something it comes back and says, have you uh have you heard seen this latest selection from and then just knocks him the fuck out oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah Okay, hold on. How about this? That's the best pitch I've got. I'm sorry. We're good. You know how um, recently, like, these free libraries that people have been having, like the little book boxes where you leave a free book and you take a free book, how they've been getting vandalized? This is the protector. Okay. Like, you... It starts out, you got a couple of 'er ne'er-do-wells who are, like, gonna tag this free book box and burn all the books. Like, they're getting ready to do it. And then all of a sudden, from the back, you see the largest Webster's New World Dictionary smash into their necks. (laughs) And this guy's, his gimmick is, he is the book-based horror. He beats people up who mistreat books with books. Okay, so he beats up books with it. Okay, now, I like this idea. Heels in the ring... Heels going off about something, and then you just hear, shh, and then the librarian just starts walking down to the ring, and then the guy's still trying to, like, no, I'm the best in the world, and this is what, shh, shh, no, stop it, shh, shh, and then the crowd, everyone around you at once, shh, so everyone is shushing the heel in the ring at once, he doesn't have to say a fucking word, he's just getting over from how much they hate the heel in the ring. That's my only way of making this work that does not involve book-based violence or just walking around backstage and being a helpful gentleman. I really want the book-based violence, though. No, no, no. Okay, so how about this? He shushes all the way to the ring. The guy just goes, are you done? And he goes, well, I just wanted to show you this book. Pap! Slaps him across the face with the book. Mmm, good. Yeah, and then... (laughs) I just don't realize how tiny books are, so if you try to do a chair shot with a book, your whole body is scrunched together. Oh, no, this is, like... This is a thick book. Or do we go to the Undertaker angle, and then when he comes out, he has his druids, except they're all doing that Monty Python, and they hit each other in the faces with books. No, no, no. It's more like, shh, 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 comes out in a long dark cloak but also like the robes of not not a graduate but that guy who leads the graduates in whose head looks like a muffin that guy (laughs) can you tell it's been a while since i graduated college you graduated (laughs) he did graduate yes 
I did. Blake was there. I was there. Oh, uh, but you know where I want to. I want to be. Oh, thank God, because this segment died. It died the minute you delved into the library of the librarian, and then Tango and Cash. But I want to be. It died, and something great was born. Damn it. <laughs> I want to be where the people are. And you didn't want to nurture it. You let it die. Because I've never seen Tango and Cash. I'll fucking admit it. (laughs) I'll admit it. You got it out of me, you son of a bitch. I knew it. Our friendship is a lie. You people are the reason I drink. Hey guys, just go buy some fucking merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. I don't know. Shit, it's been one of those episodes, I guess. We, I mean, we had a great first segment. The second one, we got a little BSy. W- I was gonna say, would you like to? Would you like to spend the next ten minutes re-recording this segment? <laughs> no, no, we have an episode of a load of BS to record after this, gentlemen. Let's continue. No, I no, was you just to keep it. On the rails, I was like, well, how would it work as a babyface gimmick? Or perhaps we could discuss the elements of a heel character. Meanwhile, Blake is like, fucking Tango and Cash! And that's how you make it work as a babyface, goddammit. <laughs> He's just... No, you know how, like, Blake, those libraries... how... It, I'm not gonna ask you, how drunk are you right now? I'm not. I'm just so fucking tired. I've had... Two Mike's Hard Lemonades. You know those libraries that have VHSs in the back? <sighs> All they've got are VHSs of Tango and Cash. That's his character. Anyways, guys. He shoots I'm- them out of a t shirt cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, yeah. yes. <laughs> All right. But, I, I, guys, we can't do this show anymore, so I think we need to turn it over to some trained professionals. And I'm talking about Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man who's got a Ferrari heart and a Jeep Wrangler body. It's Captain Tibbs. How are you doing, Sills? You play Halo? No. What? What? Does Halo got anything to do with Wrestlepalooza? Yeah, there might be our sponsors. I play oh. Halo. Wrestle Not really. Wrestlebalooza now brought to you by Halo, the first one. But Tibbs, speaking of Wrestlepalooza, we are firmly on the route to Wrestlepalooza. We've got the card stacked. We've got amazing matches. Brunch Boy Baron Corbin taking on Momoa Curry, the BS versus Coach and Friend. And then, of course, Tibbs, this amazing grudge match as the Dylan takes on the Kentucky gentleman, Chuck Taylor. What do you think about uh, it, Tibbs? You know, Sills, I think this has been something brewing for a long time. The Dylan's really got to prove himself against a man that he tried he tried to emulate, I think, a while ago. And also, uh, Sills, aren't you and all of our wonderful, wonderful friends out there in the JWF universe happy that we have our entire cart set already, basically? Yep, that's right, Tibbs. Unlike other companies, we let you know what you're buying ticket for far in advance. But Tibbs, I think the Dylan, the Dylan's got a message for the man known as Chuck Taylor, and he's in our ring right now. So let's have a listen. You hear that? You hear that silence? That's the sound of radio silence from the Kentucky gentleman, Chuck Taylor. See, ever since I came back, ever since the real me came back a few weeks ago, I haven't heard a word. Have you? I don't think you're going to. Because, you see, the truth is that miles from here, in a little rundown shack in Kentucky... Oh, no, wait. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's pretending to be a big city boy now up in Philadelphia. See, Chuck Taylor is cowering in his shitty one-bedroom apartment, wondering and worrying about what I'm going to do to him. At Wrestlepalooza. You see, because Chuck Taylor, despite being a worthless pro wrestler, is smarter than he looks. You see, he knows that this ain't going to be a comedy match. This isn't going to be some half-assed street fight. This definitely is not going to be a death match. No, this is going to be a wrestling match. And this means that if Chuck Taylor wants to have any hope in this world and he's gonna have to actually wrestle for the first time in years and you see chuck taylor is scared of that 
Yes, Chuck Taylor is fake. Chuck Taylor has forgotten what it's like to be an actual wrestler. See, Chuck Taylor is just a walking meme at this point, and he's about as relevant as one of his age. See, when Palooza comes and goes, and after I stand tall, see, Chuck knows that he's going to have nothing left. No more merch money, no contract with AEW, because they're not going to want him after I'm done with him. And certainly no friends, though. He knows that a worthless POS like him don't deserve him in the first place. See, I am the storm of JWF. I am the captain on the storm. And at Wrestlepalooza, the storm and the captain are coming in. And Chuck Taylor is going to have nowhere to hide from the maelstrom. Oh, wait a minute. Tibbs, looks like Chuck Taylor actually appearing on the Titantron up there. Looking down on the ring at the Dylan. Is Chuck going to say anything? Looks like Dylan's just screaming at him to come down to the ring. But wait a minute, Tibbs. It's Trent. Trent Beretta, Chucky G's best friend with a big sneak attack on the Dylan, blasting him with that steel chair. This is horrifying, Tibbs. I thought he hurt his arm. That's right, but wait a minute. Looks like Dylan getting that steel chair away from him mid-swing, stopping Beretta from that attack. And oh, my God, Dylan swinging that chair against the skull of Beretta. Oh, my God, you got to hear that vicious crack, Tibbs. That's right, the Dylan going back to his old ways, reminding us who the Lord of the Smark side truly is, brutalizing Trent with that steel chair. And Tibbs, I'll be honest with you, I'm terrified for what Chuck Taylor has waiting for him at Wrestlepalooza. I hope the Dylan comes back and he pilots his foot straight up Chuck Taylor's ass. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, speaking of grudge matches, let's switch to a match that people are calling, well, well, a family feud, Tibbs. As the men known as the VWO, Travis, Griffin, Justin Clouds, it appears they've imploded. As last week, Justin Clouds made a declaration that at Wrestlepalooza, it will be the death of the VWO as he and his brothers face off in a vicious triple threat. I, I can't believe it, Tibbs. Well, still, as far as I'm concerned right now, I'm surprised that the VWO still exists as it is. That's right, Tibbs. I mean, of course, we've seen we've seen Griffin and Travis fighting back and forth in recent months. But, of course, with the addition of Justin, who knows what's going to happen when you throw that wild card into the mix. The last I saw Justin, he was on an island somewhere listening to chill man music, boat music as they call it. That's right. For it to be enough to get him to get up off that and come back to set his family straight. You know, Sills, I I think he's going to be bringing some fire. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, let's go away from a team breaking up to a team reuniting. As last week on a load of BS, we saw as the team known as Coach and Friend, Coach James and Honey Mustard Jenkins, they've been gone from the JWF for so long, but they reunited in the ring last week as a as a concentrated effort to take on the BS and go for their JWF tag team titles at Wrestlepalooza. Tibbs, what do you think about it? I forgot they existed, Sills. I'm going to be honest with you. I knew, I knew Coach came back, but... I, oh, oh, Honey Mustard, he's always just kind of been a... Well, you'll see. That's all right, Tibbs. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Back in the day, they were one of the biggest names in this company. I mean, when they reunited, the roof was blown off the place. And I, I, I got to be honest with you, Tibbs. I think the BS... The BS got afraid. The BS got jealous. I don't think they've ever been in a room where someone has gotten that louder pop than them. Do you think Do you think that's going to play into their psychology heading up to this match? Well, Sills, I'd be pretty pissed off if it happened to me, so uh, I can only speak for myself. But if it were me in there and somebody got a, a louder reaction than myself, I'd be... I'd be pretty damn pissed. That's right, Tibbs. And we sent one of our top interviewers backstage to talk with coach and friend about their reunion and upcoming match at Wrestlepalooza. Let's have a listen. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Dad McDonald backstage with two men who had an amazing reunion on last week's episode of JWF Monday Night War. It's the team known as Coach and Friend. Now, Coach James, Honey Mustard Jenkins, how does it feel to finally be back together in that ring after so many years? Woohoo, baby, that's right! Honey Mustard Jenkins is back, baby! And let me tell you something now, big man. The BS, I'll tell you right now, the BS, they have a target on their back the size of Alaska because it's been too long since the old coach and I have gotten a ride and we're going to ride straight down that route to Wrestlepalooza and take those titles back and put them right here where they belong. You hear that? Right there on that shoulder, the deltoid, the tricep, all of it, baby. You see, old honey mustard, Oh, honey mustard, I ain't seen gold in a long time. And I've had me a bad fever ever since. Who dog it? And the only cure for that fever is a prescription of some gold. And I'm sorry, BS, but that prescription's going to get filled at ding-dang Wrestlepalooza. Because you see, McDonald, the BS, they like to talk about how they're the saviors of the JWF. How they're the ones that bring respect to the JWF tag division. But let's be honest, back in old Honey Mustard and I's day, they wouldn't have lasted 10 seconds. Yes, the BS, they're amazing wrestlers for this era. The BS, they're fantastic champions for this era. But you see, this era ain't the era of coach and friend. The era of coach and friend had some of the most dominant tag teams this company has ever seen. We wrestled Hall of Famers, bested each and every one of them. We crawled so the BS could run. And those boys, well, they've got a very rude awakening coming to them at Wrestlepalooza. When we show them that the coach and friend, well, we're better than the best. Oh, I know that's right, baby. Listen here, coach and friend are coming to dominate. Best tag team in the business! Tell you what! Well, Tibbs, looks like Coach and Friend, they are here and they are ready to dominate at Wrestlepalooza. How do you feel about that? He still got that stain on his shirt. 42 years ago. Well, that is, of course, why they call him Honey Mustard. That ever-faithful Honey Mustard stain on his shirt right there, Tibbs. But, of course, Tibbs, let's forget about that because... Tibbs, you've got a match at Wrestlepalooza, apparently. We've got something astounding that happened last week. When, of course, in that ring, we saw the the Canadian crew, the team of Felix Ball and the Lumberjack, uh, violently assaulting your son, Canada Charlie, and you came to his aid, Tibbs. It, it was, I'll be honest, a beautiful moment seeing father and son reunite in the ring. How did it feel? Yourselves, it felt like something I should have done a long time ago. I said that when you came into this company, the only one that would be beating the tar out of my son like that is me. I didn't want to do it, but I did. And then when someone else came in, started beating the tar out of my son, it made me realize just how much I loved him and needed him. So I'm going to save him. I saved him. That's right. I love him. That's right. He's my son. That's right. Charlie. That's Chuck. That's right, Tibbs. And, of course, I mean, now we've found our fifth match for Wrestlepalooza because it's been announced that you are going to team with your son, Canada Charlie, to take on the Canadian crew, to take on your mortal enemy, Felix Ball, to take on the Lumberjack. Tibbs, let me ask you, do you have a message for Felix Ball ahead of this match? Silves. I'm going to be straight with you. I care so little about Felix Ball and the fact that he still exists on this earth that the only thing that I'm going to do is drive him further and further into the ground until he is just a pulp of man. And I am going to enjoy every second of it. But, Tibbs, I hate to be the one asking hard questions here, but, I mean, you say you don't care about Felix Bolden. Why exactly do you scream his name literally every time he comes out here? 
You see, Sylph, you don't understand how uh, how caring works. When you care for somebody so little that you actually negatively care about them, you care about them more than anything. Oh, all right. So I don't care about Felix Ball. So you, Negatively. So you do care about Felix Balls. No, I don't, damn it. Okay, okay, well, Tibbs, how about we move on to the main event of Wrestlepalooza, a match we are all excited to see as the man who won the Regal Rumble match, Momoa Curry, takes on his former protege, the current JWF champion, Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. It looks like an absolutely exciting match. What do you think about it, Tibbs? I hate Brunch Boy. I love Momoa Curry. That's it. All right. Pretty simple words. But, of course, in recent weeks, we've heard from Brunch Boy, who thinks that Momoa Curry, that he's just a a part-timer, that he won't be able to stick around and hold up to the rigorous schedule that that he used to be able to. And I think Momoa Curry has a response to that, and he's in our ring right now. So let's have a listen. You know something... I understand where Brunch Boy is coming from. I really do. Because he comes from a world where part-timers are part-timers for a reason. He comes from a world where people don't wrestle every week because they can't. They can't handle the road like full-timers do. And I understand why Brunch Boy feels the way he does about me. But let's be honest. I'm not a part-timer because I can't hang no... I'm a part-timer because Captain Tibbs can't afford me, but no, no, in all seriousness, I don't have to do this. I don't have to come back to the JWF. I don't have to wrestle. I'm a god. I'm set for life. I come back to this company when and only when I'm needed. When something truly horrible is going down in this company, I do everything I can to fight to make it right. Whether I win, whether I lose, one thing you can't deny is that when I step in this ring, I step in to fight and make things right. And the biggest wrong I've seen in this company in recent years, well, Baron, it's you. It's a man who didn't earn his championship and is very aware of that fact. A man who's terrified to lose the title that he stole. You're a thief, Baron. You know it. I know it. The entire JWF universe knows it. And so, at Wrestlepalooza, I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to fight and make it right by winning the JWF title fair and square. I'm going to fight tooth and nail for it and I'll give these people a title victory that they can be proud of. Not a thief, not a swindler, not a... Well, Tibbs! You hear that? That's the music of Brunch Boy Baron Corbin coming down to ringside. Uh, He does not look happy with what Momoa is saying. What do you think? It's been so long since I've heard his music I've almost forgotten. That's right. Let's hear what Mo- what Baron's got to say. Whoa, 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 Momoa, chill out there, man. It seems like everything I've said has gotten you a little hot under the collar. <laughs> look, you don't want that blood pressure shooting up at your age, you know. And look, you understand me. I understand where you're coming from. I did steal this title. I'm proud to admit it. I stole it. I cashed in my briefcase on an unsuspecting champion, and I took the gold right from under his nose. But what you're forgetting is every single match I've had since then. Every single successful defense, defeating legends, defeating men who are future Hall of Famers. I stepped into that ring on my own two feet, and I walked out with my belt over my shoulder victorious. Just like I'm going to be at Wrestlepalooza when I face you. But you know what? That's not why I'm out here. I'm out here to get you to back up everything you say. Because you say you can hang with the best of them. You say that you can really do this. That you can take my spot. So I want you to prove it. Because next week, I've got you a match. A match that can make Wrestlepalooza either very easy... Or very, very hard for you. Because you are going to have a match 
against both of these men. Oh, Tibbs, it's the Rat Sension! Rat Boy Connor Victor! Uh, Corbin's lackeys coming out, joining him. It, what in the world's going on? Uh, Corbin is uh, too cowardly to fight his own fight, so he brings in obviously less skilled, but uh, more numerous opponents. Well, let's hear what he's got to say about that match. And Momoa, next week, if my boys win... Well, they honestly get the grand prize because they get to stand in my corner and have a first-row seat to the beating I'm going to give you at Wrestlepalooza. But hey, if you win, if you can manage to destroy these two monsters at my side, they're banned. And, just to freshen the pot for you, you get to choose the stipulation for the match that ends your career. Good luck next week, Momoa. You're gonna need it. Well, Tibbs, looks like some interesting, uh, something interesting heading into Wrestlepalooza. We could have a new stipulation for the match. We could see the Rat Sinjin at ringside. This is amazing. I think the brunch, the brunchling is doth protest too much. Seems to be a little overconfident for my choice, but of course, what's different with brunchman? Brunchman, brunch boy. Oh. Well, all right, Tibbs, but I... Boy brunch, boy man. All right. Well, well, I guess, Tibbs, in order to find out what happens next with those men, in order what happens to find out what happens in that match, and what happens with all of our competitors heading into Wrestlepalooza, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, boys, it's been an episode. What'd you learn this week? I learned that we can't book a librarian for shit. <laughs> really? Because I learned that the only librarian I love is Turner and Hooch. Wait, no, that's not it. Calvin and Hobbs. Wait, no, that's not it. Hobbs and Shaw. No, wait, that's not it. Fast and the Furious Supercharged now open at Universal Studios. Blake, what'd you learn this week? Why would you wish that on anyone? <laughs> Still not as bad as Jimmy Fallon. What'd you learn, Blake? I learned that I'm the Baron Corbin of this podcast. Yeah. Anyways, Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? At Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at uh, also at B Plus Player on Twitter. That's my <laughs> new handle. Um, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube as well. Yeah, that's right. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. Buy all my books on Amazon. Just look up Scotty Moore and you will find it there, ladies and gentlemen. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of purebs.com. And remember to support, whether that be on Patreon, whether that be by picking up some more merch, or most importantly, just by subscribing on YouTube, leaving a comment, leave us a review on iTunes. We love getting feedback from you guys. So make sure to do that. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor, cause when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>